For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I think the only way to really be successful as an entrepreneur is if you have that passion and you're kind of always thinking about it. You got to pick yourself up, go backwards and slam yourself at the wall like 500 more times until the wall crumbles. 25% of middle school girls already believe they'll never achieve their dream career. career. Hi, I'm Kara Golden, founder and CEO of Hint. Hint. And you're listening to Unstoppable, a podcast spotlighting the journeys of inspiring entrepreneurs. I believe that at its core, leadership is about constantly learning from the people around you. And I'm so inspired by the conversations we're having in our upcoming episodes and can't wait to share them with you. This season, some of my guests include Rebecca Minkoff, fashion designer and founder of the Female Founder Collective, Diana Kaff, author of Girls Who Run the World, Andrew Dudham, founder of Hymns, and Eugene Rem, co-founder of Rumble Fitness, and much, much more. Plus, we ask the million-dollar question, what does it really take to be unstoppable? Let's find out. Hi, everybody. It's Kara Golden from Unstoppable, and we are here today with Joanna Parker. I'm so excited to introduce her to you and also her company, and Joanna is the co-founder of this very, very cool company called Yumble, and uh, the website is yumblekids.com, and I'll tell you just a little bit about it. It's a weekly subscription service that delivers healthy and yummy prepared kids' meals straight to the home of busy parents, and Joanna's going to talk a little bit more of how they're different than some of other delivery services that that are out there, but we connected actually through a mutual friend, and I wish when I had young kids in particular that this service would have been out there, and I just think that it's it's just so great, not only for the kids, but also for the parents who are actually, you know, really trying to do better and I think especially we've talked on a few of these podcasts over the last few weeks, especially during this time, uh, we're recording this in early June, just coming kind of hopefully out of COVID and, but I think more than ever healthy and good for you food is, is critical and drinks as well. I can't, but Yumble was born out of Joanna's own personal pain points and challenges along the way. She has three children. Um, very exciting. And you work with your husband as well, right? I do. So we yes. founded it together. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we have that in common as, as well. So it was featured on Shark Tank. I think you're the second Shark Tank um, contestant that we've that we've had on. So I, I'll, I'm very, very excited to, to hear all about that. She was also, prior to this, a product manager at Macy's. So another aspect of you that I love that you hadn't been in the food space and you just decided, I just got to go do this and 
really solve this problem. So anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for coming on and, and talking to us. So take us back to the beginning. Did you like, did you always want to be an entrepreneur or what was sort of your, you know, thinking around starting this? Yeah, I, it never occurred to me to be an entrepreneur. Um, my husband, David is an entrepreneur. Um, and so I guess over time it sort of wore off on me. Uh, but like you said, before this, I was in, I was a product manager at Macy's. I was also an early childhood education teacher. Um, so I was in a very kind of traditional, though diverse career. And after I had my second daughter, I took off a little time. And while I was a stay at home mom, the struggle of putting healthy food on the table every single day for my children just became so maddening that I guess after the umpteenth time of complaining to David, he said, well, why don't you do something about it? If you have this problem, somebody else must also. And I really overnight went from being a stay-at-home mom to a full-time, as you know, entrepreneur with a brand new startup. I joked that it was my fourth baby and it still is today. So yeah. definitely did not always think I was going to be an entrepreneur. It's funny because a lot of people, when we started Hint, we, uh, you know, kids were definitely kind of where my head was. Um, I had taken a couple of years off after leaving AOL and, um, you know, was being a full-time mom. And I think like the thing that really shocked me the most was when I, I was supplementing, I had kids really close to one another and I was supplementing formula or trying to supplement supplement formula and I was just shocked at like the ingredients and in some of the stuff like I had never like I thought I was pretty educated about what was in you know food and drinks in general and and so I always go back to like the formula even though I didn't develop a milk or sort of you know formula type of uh, type of drink like I think like that for me was really where I started to recognize like you know, that the, the quality of so much of the stuff that I just assumed, you know, had pretty packaging and everybody was using it. So therefore it was just better. Were you kind of similar as you totally. were trying to put these together? Yeah, totally. And I, you know, I personally have always been a healthy person, um, tried to eat mostly natural and as little processed food as possible. But what I find fascinating about after conversations with my customers is as knowledgeable as people think they are or as how or how important you know feeding nutritious meals to their children is they really don't know very much um and they are looking to somebody to kind of guide them um you know and, and I, I think of whole foods all the time where you walk in there and i know i you know don't physically walk in there right now but um when you're in there everything feels healthy and you almost don't feel the need to turn over a package and look at the label but if you really, really want to dive into the nutrients and the ingredients, then, you know, it's beyond the packaging and, and people need to be a little more educated about it, I think. Yeah. And even these buyers, I think that it doesn't matter what, whether it's Whole Foods or conventional grocers or, you know, I, I just find that they're human, right? And, you know, you think that they're, you know, sort of looking at everything and making sure that everything is sort of up to, you know, the ingredients that they want, but sometimes they're just moving so fast. They don't have a PhD in science. And mm -hmm. so it's, you know, it's uh, challenging. So what was your first uh, box? Or, and, and also like, how did you decide to do a box? I mean, what was, what was sort of the thinking around that? So 
honestly, there wasn't a whole lot of thinking in the beginning. After David had suggested it to me, um, I decided I didn't want to tap my like immediate network. Um, so I posted anonymously on a Facebook mommy group to people who I don't know. And I asked if anybody needed help with dinner time for their children, that I was going to provide a week's worth of dinners. And I was immediately bombarded with, yes, 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 yes. We don't know who you wow. are. We don't know what you're cooking, but we hate mealtime at our house with toddlers, with young kids. It's just, it's frustrating. It's challenging. Um, and so I quickly put together a menu. I sent it over to the first 20 people who wrote back to me and I cooked them up. I tied bows on everything to make it all look nice. Um, loaded up my car and I, and I hand delivered everything for the first couple of weeks just to kind of understand exactly what people wanted. But I, it, it started mostly just assuming people needed a little bit of help and then realizing that they actually needed a lot more help. And so what were those, what were those items? Do you remember? So yeah, I do remember. Um, one of our original items was something that I still to this day love as a Yumble product, because I think that it really embodies what Yumble is. Um, I call it a chicken pop. And what it was, was basically a white meat ground chicken meatball covered in whole wheat panko crumbs. Um, and it was baked until it was kind of crispy and crunchy the way kids like it. But what was fun about it was it had a lollipop stick stuck into it. And so uh -huh. in my head, it had these three, you know, kind of balancing things that uh, were important to me. One is it was made from ingredients that parents were really excited about and proud of. Two, it tasted good. So kids wanted to eat it. And three, there was a fun factor. Um, we were looking to make, or well, when I was struggling with my kids, I kept trying to find ways of making the mundane mealtime a little more exciting and engaging for them. So that was my number one uh, skew, I guess, from day one. And, and were you making this in your kitchen? Like, I, I mean, obviously for, for the test there, and then when you actually started doing the boxes, were you like literally doing them in your kitchen or did, had you guys gone outside of the home at that point? So we worked, I worked out of the house for a couple of months. Um, what I used to do is I would cook everything sort of in the evening, put into my refrigerator, and then I would wake up at about like 3 a.m. to pack everything so that then I could turn my kitchen back over to breakfast for my children. Um, See, these are the stories the everyone needs to hear, the, the stories of like, you know, do you really want to be an entrepreneur, right? Oh, and, it was crazy hours. And a new um, mom and an entrepreneur too. Yes, and I would tiptoe around my house as I was packing things up so that I didn't want to wake my children any earlier than I needed. That's hysterical. Yeah, That's and so then funny. and then once it got to be too much for in the house, we, we kind of took a short break to find a facility and a kitchen to cook out of. Um, and that's where we kind of turned into Yumble proper. That's awesome. So the, the chicken, the ground chicken um, sticks, what are they called? Chicken pops. Chicken pops. And what, and what are some of the other things that people would get in these boxes? Those sound great. Yeah, those were delicious. Um, we, I did a couple of things that I knew my kids already loved. Um, so recipes that I had kind of tested on them prior. Um, another one was a healthy mac and cheese that had uh, butternut squash pureed right into it. And then what I would do is I would take them and bake them in mini muffin tins. So they would come out as these like mac and cheese cupcakes. Again, incorporating foods kids like, nutrition parents like, and a fun factor. Um, awesome. So that was a popular one. And on my third favorite that it was also an original was these quinoa pizza cups. 
Um, and it was basically all pizza ingredients, but in place of the regular processed flour, it was quinoa. Um, and again, in muffin tins, and they got these kind of crunchy outsides and pizza gooey inside. Still a family favorite here. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really, really yummy. And so did you ever think about starting this as like a delivery service versus like boxes or what were you like, how were you thinking about this? So from the beginning, I pretty much always believed that it should be a subscription um, because to me, this was the kind of thing that was a pain point for parents. And if it was a pain point one week, it's going to be a pain point the next week and the week after and the week after and presumably, you know, for a solid 10 years while they have young children in the house. Um, and so I felt that a subscription model really lent itself naturally to kind of solving and kind of crossing something off parents lists permanently. Yep. No, definitely. And so in what year did you guys start? We formed Yumble in 2017. Okay. Wow. So that's, that's amazing. So we, as I mentioned earlier, we just were, it's June of 2020. And mm -hmm. uh, so obviously as a small business and a fairly, you know, new business, um, how's it going with coming out of COVID and, and what, what's sort of your perception on, on moving forward? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it's definitely an interesting time to be running a small business. Thankfully, a lot of our operations and logistics um, were strong enough before COVID started. I guess the way I look at COVID's impact on Yumble is the way I sort of look at the whole Yumble journey in general, which is every startup has bumps in the road. Mm -hmm. And every time you think you're kind of in the clear and you know set to sail, something happens and whether it's operationally or something with a customer or anything, with, you know, anything, you have to address it head on. And that's kind of how we approached COVID. So COVID hit and, you know, we were fortunate because, you know, food delivery was going to be in high demand, mm -hmm. but nobody had any idea how it was going to impact our operations. And if UPS was going to continue delivering on time, you know, with perishable food a day late is garbage. It's not just yeah. inconvenient. So that's really kind of how we've been riding it. And I, you know, I'm grateful that we've had the opportunity to help during this time. I think providing meals to heroes out there for their children so they have one less thing to worry about. It's all so integral to the mission of Yumble that we've kind of embraced the challenge like we have with everything else. Right now, I mean, you are you are shipping nationwide at this yes. point. Yeah. So is that super challenge obviously it has to be frozen and you know and all of that but um but shipping nationwide versus like doing regional um like what would you say to somebody who's thinking about that for their business and especially you know if it's a frozen or perishable item yeah so our product ships fresh with gel packs that keep it at a refrigerated temperature for the duration in transit I would definitely recommend doing it similar to the way that we did it, which is start small, start in a close area, learn what you need to learn about, um, you know, delivering boxes to different neighborhoods, it, you know, the weather changes, the seasons. So just when you think you're kind of comfortable with your deliveries, you're, there's some, something's going to come that way that you have to kind of change. First, we started just in New York. Then we expanded to the tri-state area then we expanded to the full East Coast. And only in the beginning of 2020 did we expand to California and Texas. So it was with a lot of exploring trials, tests, all these types of things to make sure that we were doing it both in a safe way and also in a economic way. 
And have you ever thought about going the store route, like actually doing these boxes and, you know, in a Whole Foods, for example, or is that something? For sure. That, yeah. For sure. I think right now, you know, for us, we want to kind of really focus and hone in on direct to consumer, get that kind of perfect and comfortable exactly how we want it. And then of course, expand in a number of different ways. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's super, super smart. So, um, so what do you think is the most surprising thing about, about, you know, since you started this business, is there one or two things that like you're, you just were really surprised about, or maybe an incident that you were really surprised about? I guess I'm surprised at how you, being an entrepreneur and starting a business is more than a hundred percent of, of your time and your mm -hmm. kind of thoughts and everything. You know, I, I'm, people often ask, and I'm sure you've gotten asked this question a lot. How, how is it to work with your husband? Um, and I always answer, I honestly couldn't imagine doing it without him because it's just everything. It, it's really yeah. like our fourth child. So we, we talk about it at 10 AM. We talk about it at 10 PM. We talk about it on Monday and Saturday and Sunday. And it's, I think the only way to really be successful as an entrepreneur is if you have that passion and you're kind of always thinking about it. But I was definitely, because I was coming up from being a stay-at-home mom and not having an out-of-the-house career at the time, I was definitely surprised by that kind of all-encompassing experience. Yeah, no, you can't, it's, you can't turn it off at five o'clock and- No. You know, yeah, you might go have dinner or go outside and hang out with your kids, but I, I agree. And especially, you know, depending on the time, if there's a, you know, if there's a crazy t thing going on in the company and it's just, you know, I, the thing that I found was most sort of saving during this time is that I felt like I had, you know, a partner in the company that was also my partner at home. So we sort of knew like what we had going on, right? We had yeah. our family and we had our business. And so, and, and I don't think it works for everybody, but I think like there's, there are lucky people who have, you know, a, a partner that has a totally different skill set, and maybe they're living with that partner, and um, and they, you know, maybe they have kids too, and so they understand when this, you know, some somebody needs to be focusing on this versus this, and you know, so I I think like that's that's just really critical along the way. Or I, I want to get to the Shark Tank stuff. So everybody's like, you know, wants to know, like, what was it like to be on Shark Tank? And how did that come about? Um, so David and I had for a long time thought it would be a, a great opportunity, both personally and for Yumble. And another example of really grateful that I did it with David. A lot of people who go out there alone, it seems especially daunting, but it was a, it was a great experience. Very unusual, nothing I'll ever do again, but exciting, thrilling, and and was a, a great boost for the company. That's that's awesome. And so you you didn't have a deal, you didn't end up you you didn't end up doing anything with them. Correct. Yeah. And did you were all the sharks similar like to what we see on TV? Did you think like did one stand out to you as being like wow, like they're they're really great or they're really not so great? You know, it's all so surreal. Um, trying, to, you're, you're thinking about so many different things while you're out there. I was very taken with Lori. She was very sweet and encouraging. She kept giving like little thumbs up in the middle of the filming. That's awesome. So we were both, my husband and I were both very impressed with her. her How character. long were you on there for? Like, is it? 
Uh, like how long do you? Yeah, hold? you're out. You're you're talking to them for about an hour, I guess. That's and do you practice first with them or no? No, you're, no. David and I practiced a lot together, but yeah. That's awesome. That's very very cool. So yeah, it's it's a phenomenal experience, and like every other part of entrepreneurship, it's a roller coaster. What's your biggest marketing vehicle today? Social media. Yeah. So today you're doing a direct to consumer brand. What do you think are the, the key components um, for you guys that you've seen really work? I think what works really well for us is that our demographic is predominantly mothers. I mean, 90% of our customers who sign up are the moms in the home. Um, and as all moms know, moms love to talk. They love to talk about what they do with their children, what works for their children, what they feed their children. So I think having that strong word of mouth as our demographic has, has really worked in our favor. Um, I love, you know, talking to our customers who are really happy, loyal customers, and, and they're always thrilled to kind of spread the word for us and sort of work as just sort of natural ambassadors. I think when there's a brand and a product that people love, there's just a natural uh, virality to it. Yeah, no, I I think just word of mouth, you, I mean, still 15 years later for our brand, I mean, word of mouth is really, you know, something that is, is so key in, in driving people. And then also for our brand, as we talked about earlier, I mean, product sampling is so key. And I think, you know, the key thing is, is having a product that people, um, you know, like too. So I don't think that that ever goes you know, away, like you can't launch, you know, a great service and care about social media and all these things. And you want these people to come back again and again. So having a great product is, is super, super key. So what about like funding? I mean, did you guys go out? Like, how did you ultimately finance this? Yeah, we, um, so at the time that I started Yumble, David was working for like a small private equity. Um, and so they were our first investor. And then we raised a true series A led by Sonoma Brands out in California. Oh, I love those guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then uh, followed up by Danone uh, Ventures. And the three of them have pretty much been our main, main investors up until this point. That's, that's amazing. So do you think it's been tough to raise money along the way? Or do you think, what do you think has been the most challenging? It's always tough to raise. That's really David's. Forte, that's what he does. That's he's kind of the business side of the of the company more. Fortunately, he he's great at it and he's you know, got a lot of people who believe in him and us. So it, it's I, I would say that to anybody kind of starting a company, fundraising is obviously always a challenge. But if the founders really believe in it and and show that they're invested in it, then it's easier to raise. Yeah. And I think having somebody that knows what, you know the private, you know, whether it's private equity or venture or just individual investors look for in a brand? And what do you think are the, like the key things that, you know? Yeah, I think that they're really looking for a product that they think has product market fit, a strong team that's committed and, and well-rounded. And I think that on top of that, they really want to see that the, the founders are committed and believe in it and really passionate about it. That's awesome. Very, very cool. So what, so like, what's life like going forward? So this summer, you guys are cranking out lots of Yumble boxes and continuing to grow throughout the nation. I'm, um, 
you know, so excited for you guys because I think it's such a needed product and super, super awesome. Like, what do you look forward to? Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to keep rolling out new menu items. One of the exciting parts of, you know, having this R&D process in-house is that we can respond to our customers quickly, hear what kind of things they're missing. You know, the interesting thing with children is a lot of them want the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. So there are certain staples on our menu that will just never go away. I mean, and kids want those week after week. But then there are parents of children who are either more adventurous eaters or who are a little bit older and, and parents want to try new things without having to be the, you know, guinea pigs in the kitchen and, and slave over it. So kind of balancing the menu that way. And we're trying to expand the menu to have some more adventurous items on it, um, expand out more into some lunch items, especially through COVID. We've seen what a need lunches for for children whether they're at home or at school so those are some of the exciting things so i asked two more quick questions so uh so first what's your favorite hint flavor so that's that's (laughs) number one i personally love clementine um i do too i'm a big citrus in my water so that's that's my new favorite one yeah it's so good it's but i do love all of them yeah, so that's that's amazing. And then uh, the last one, what makes you unstoppable? I really think it's the strong passion and belief in the two missions that Yumble was started on and to this day kind of drives by. You know, I started Yumble for two reasons um, and both are extremely dear to my heart. One is I think parents today, and when I say today, I mean pre-COVID. And so, you know, now more than ever, parents have more on their plate than they ever have before. The expectations of how to raise your children, what to provide for your children, um, to juggle really long hours of work is a burden and almost unrealistic for parents. And so the idea that I could, that Yumble could possibly take some of that off of parents' plates and allow them, whether it's five minutes to breathe or 10 minutes to, you know, be with their children or the opportunity to go to an exercise class or do something for themselves that they otherwise would not have had the opportunity to do is really, really important to me. And then equally important is providing healthy, nutritious food to children all across America. I've always been a believer that the younger children develop both healthy eating habits and a healthy relationship with food, the longer that relationship will really last. And so we're just trying to turn mealtime into something enjoyable and fun and energetic in a positive way, as opposed to tear filled and, and drama. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I bet, especially during this time when parents are challenged with trying to figure out camps are getting canceled and, yep. you know, and they're going to be home. It's just one less thing for um, people to have to think about. So exactly. Um, so yumblekids.com, Joanna Parker, thank you so much. How do people find you uh, on social? Yes, my handles are Joanna S. Parker, and that's on Instagram and Facebook. And you can find me also at yumblekids.com. Awesome. Well, so great. Thank you again for coming on today. And, and uh, we're very, very excited to have you and especially hearing you talk about, you know, being a fairly new entrepreneurial venture and in food and, and uh, you're still smiling and, and (laughs) having a good time with it and growing a great brand and being a great parent and all of those things. So anyway, thank you so much for just sharing. Like, thank you, Kara. Yeah, thanks. Okay, great. We'll have a great afternoon. 
Bye, everyone. You too. Thank you. If you like what you heard, please help spread the word and leave us a review. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Please talk to me at Kara Golden on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, be unstoppable. Unstoppable. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.